Florida Gators fall camp opened a week ago. Here's how it's going. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter WNS underscore Brandon. Written work, video work, whole nine sports and giants country of si.com. Before even starting today, uh, just going to ask you to like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, like I mentioned, like Apple Podcasts, the mean people leave reviews, but I can see the numbers going up. So I know people like, so give a good one here. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to throw that one out there, but we're here to talk about fall camp. Now um, we're going to break down to offense, then defense, and then just team-based topics. We'll say um, starting off with offense. This staff is really, really pushing execution. We know discipline. We know that's a thing, but they are really, really pushing execution, whether it's, uh, Billy Napier came out on the Friday press conference and he was like, look, first practice wasn't great. Second one, we practiced with the pace and efficiency that we require. And so that, that's something where they're really pushing that execution, that, that pace, that efficiency, that consistency. And they're really doing uh, Jabbar Jaloup, the Florida Gators running back coach. He has been consistently making running backs redo drills if they're not doing it to the speed that he wants um i believe it was naquan wright was doing a drill with the bags and he had to redo it like three times because chaluk was just like no do it again like do it the way that i want you to do it and while a lot of people could be like that's stickler you know you're, you're you're picking on a little thing how you practice will determine how you play so i am fully on board with if you want to be like hey get to it, then do it. And I'm fine with it. I'm going to buy into this coaching staff that has, I mean, succeeded pretty much everywhere they've been for the past like six years. They've, they've been fantastic everywhere they've gone. So I'm going to put my faith into them and I'm going to trust them. Uh, it's not surprising that the Florida Gators coaching staff has also seemingly put an emphasis on running backs performing in pass protection, because we spoke about this earlier in the offseason when Billy Napier got hired and just everybody started coming over. Billy Napier and this offense are going to ask running backs to be in pass protection. It's not. And last season, Damian Pierce was phenomenal at it. I will stand by my statement that Damian Pierce is the best pass protecting running back, not only in the NFL draft last year or this year, but in college football last year. Uh, so I will stand by that. Naquan Wright was also very good. Montreal Johnson was pretty dang good. But we got like six backs in the backfield that are going to play at certain points in the season. So they've all got to be up to snuff and being pretty good. Simply ain't good enough, if you're asking me. That, that's where I stand with it. So I am ecstatic that this coaching staff is putting emphasis on running backs and pass protection. And if you know me and if you haven't caught on yet, that is one of my favorite things about watching running back play is if you can perform in pass protection. So awesome. <laughs> Love it. The tight end room, uh, everything I've seen from them in terms of passing drills and pass catching drills, 
Uh, they seem to be working well with the quarterback group, Griffin McDowell, who's changed positions a couple of times. I mean, by the way, also, my lord. I, I don't know if anybody here saw it, but Griffin McDowell posted a picture, I believe it was Sunday, of him, his like, Gator Pictures official. Oh, my lord. He uh, he went through a complete transformation in the face and, and the arms. Like, it, it is awesome to see someone putting in that work and getting it and seeing it pay off. And we'll see if he finds his way onto the field. Cause again, we could talk about how many tight ends that this team has. They're going to play at least 12 personnel quite a bit. We're probably going to see a 13 personnel bit and there's going to be rotating people. So maybe Griffin McDowell finds his way there. Maybe he's just a special teamer again this year, but whatever it is, Florida's tight ends are um, impressing. We'll say so far. Ricky Pearsall, the Arizona State transfer that came over to the Florida Gators earlier this offseason, has been turning heads reportedly, and I've got to say, of all the things that I've spoken about, and of all the things that I will speak about, that is probably the least surprising statement that I've ever seen, Uh, (laughs) that I've ever heard, read, said, whatever it is. That is probably the least surprising thing ever. Um, but it is still a relief because we've seen people transfer with these high expectations, whether to or from Florida or any other university, um, and not exceed those expectations, not reach those expectations. And he hasn't yet, by the way. I want to make that very clear. I'm not penciling him in as, whoo, giving that bullet in the cough right now. Um, no, but I will say that Ricky Pearsall you know, turning heads, whether it's his crisp route running, that people, I guess if you didn't watch enough film, you weren't expecting because um, if you watched his film, you could see that he is a crisp route runner. Uh, so he's a very fluid mover, whether it's going up and making jump ball catches, whatever it might be. It's great to see that he is turning heads and he is uh, impressing bystanders. Finally for offense, last thing we're going to talk about really, because um, obviously we know the, a lot of these drills are one-on-ones. So it's even hard for me to say like, Oh, the quarterbacks are doing this. Um, yeah, most of them are doing well. Most of them are throwing to open receivers a lot of times. It's routes on air. Um, but Xavier Henderson is someone that has reportedly looked like a much more uh, crisp route runner, a much more fluid mover, which is big because we, I mean, if you listen to Getting Swamped this past weekend when I was on with David Soderquist, um, Xavier Henderson, he's had high expectations, but he's kind of a straight line runner. He's not shifty. He's not a super fluid athlete. He's kind of a straight line runner. Um, so for him, once he arrived on campus, there were astronomical expectations surrounding him. He has not lived up to them or even come close to them. But hopefully with Coach Kerry Colbert, he can hit that potential and hit those expectations because that's something that we need to see from not just Xavier Henderson, but from this wide receiver room. You know, uh, Justin Shorter has high expectations on him. He's a little limited as a route runner. I think we could, I think here we're in a safe space on Lockdown Gators, um, and I think we're in an open and honest space on Lockdown Gators where we could say Justin Shorter is great as an X receiver. He's he's great for these jump balls and contested catches and then tight window throws and all that stuff. Um, But he's, he's limited to how great he can be, primarily because of his lack of, technique as a route runner uh lack, lack of the, that fluidity that you kind of not need to be great but you'd like to see to be great um so someone needs to step up whether it's ricky pearsall xavier henderson 
I'm I'm honestly open to whoever it is that steps up. If Trent Ridmore goes, you know what? I'm going to be wide receiver one. Go do a big dog and, and just I, I want to see you be successful because I, I think that's good for the Florida Gators. But we're about to take a look at the defensive side of the ball and some big takeaways from that, including the freshman players, which is going to be interesting. Uh, but first, a quick word from LinkedIn because... As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. If you've never used LinkedIn Jobs before, you dumb. Use it. I, I highly recommend it. That's how I got my last job before lockdown, which I did love, but I like this one more. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? I did it incessantly when I was looking for a job. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again. Make Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Now we're going to take a look at the defensive side of the ball here. And this one's a little harder to really tell things because you're not seeing a ton. There's only 14 minutes of practice time every practice that media is actually able to see. Um, so you're not really able to see a ton in coverage. You're not like you can see some things, but you're not you're not really able to see a ton. You're not able to see most of the important stuff. So what we do is we take uh we, we take what we can see and we try to translate that to actual game one of the things that people look at is who's starting who's running with the ones is what we'll call it and that's been kamari wilson and devin moore which has been interesting um at least they're playing time in the limited media window and here's the thing before i even talk about anything else because i feel like this coaching staff is going to be petty about certain things um it wouldn't shock me if, you know, Kamari Wilson and Devin Moore aren't the starters and this coaching staff's just like, hey, guess what? We're just going to do it so media reports it and they're not actually going to start. Um, I don't think that's a likely, but I feel like this coaching staff is petty, so it might be. And by the way, petty is good. Um, I want to make that very clear. But I think it's more likely that Kamari Wilson was a highly, highly, highly touted safety coming out of IMG Academy. Devin Moore is a highly ranked DB um, who, depending on where you look, people had him listed and translated over to a safety. Some people had him listed and translated over to corner. Some had him listed as a corner, but translating the safety, all that stuff, some safety corner. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I think what's more likely is Florida's coaching staff going, I mean, obviously, specifically Corey Raymond and Patrick Tony going, We've got uh, Kamari Wilson and Devin Moore as these incredibly high-ranked players in the defensive backfield. We've got a young defensive backroom that's full of unproven players. Uh, I think when you look at the corner room, the proven players that you have available right now, it, the list is Jordan Marshall, is Jason Marshall Jr. and Avery Helm. And behind them, there's nobody really proven that's ready to go at outside corner. Um, Jaden Hill is not 
not participating right now. Jalen Kimber is coming over from Georgia, but he had an injury last season, and this is his first year in Gainesville. And so corner is kind of an uh, open spot, I'll say. Um, so maybe Devin Moore finds his way there. So I think it's one of those things where you've got a lot of unproven players, and so you're going to figure things out. Or that's, that's at corner. At corner, I think it's that you've got a lot of unproven players, so figure out who you want to play because, you know, if Devin Moore outperforms the other corners, maybe he's corner three, maybe he's corner two. I, I don't know what it might be. But I think it's more likely as that than anything else. Um, I think also when you look at Kamari Wilson, it's a little different because you go the depth is unproven. Uh, you got Rashad Torrance II, who I will continue to say is one of the best safeties in college football, if not the best safety in college football. You've got Trey Dean the third, who is – uh, slept on a bit, but I think in the in his up in his upcoming role, or at least what I think will be his upcoming role with this Florida Gators defense, I think he's going to excel. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of coming around on him as a legitimate playmaker in this secondary and someone to be very excited for and very happy for. Um, so so there's won't so there's so there's one so there's that sorry i got a message real quick that i was like ready to close and i'm just gonna yeah um so so there's that but i think kamari wilson is like is he gonna be safety three you've got donovan mcmillan who by the way people are asking if he's gonna play linebacker i don't think that's gonna maybe a money backer role maybe box safety but i don't think he's gonna make the move to linebacker that just doesn't make sense um so you got kamari wilson you've got donovan mcmillan you've got Corey collier you got you've got a few safeties back there that it's like well who's it gonna be that steps up in place because patrick tony is going to run three safety sets it's going to happen uh, so it's who's, who's going to step up and do it. And I think that's something that you really got to focus on. Um, this defense, I mean, linebackers have been doing a lot of drills where their focus is identifying where the run is going and making the proper read and assessment and getting there. Cause I mean, first of all, Florida sucked at it last year. Um, if, if we're going to be honest, Florida sucked at it last year. <laughs> that's just how it is. And second of all, this defense I mean, I've said it before, and I've been saying it for months now since Prince Lee Uman Meline said it on the show. Uh, this defense is much more focused on playing run defense as opposed to just pass defense, just defending the pass, just rushing the passer. Um, that was, I believe that was the number one thing that Prince Lee said was the biggest difference between the 2021 coaching staff defensively and the 2022 coaching staff defensively is we are much more focused on defending the run first and then worrying about everything else. Um, if they're not running, then drop back, but whatever. Uh, so I, I think that that's something where the linebackers really needed help with because, yes, the scheme sucked and the scheme wasn't to focus on playing run defense, but the Florida Gators linebackers just did not play well there. And I realize most of those linebackers that played significant snaps are gone. Um, and Jeremiah Moon, Mahmoud Diabate, they're, they're gone. So there's that. Tyron Hopper is with Missouri now. But it's still something where Ventro Miller has been – Ventro Miller's on his sixth year in Gainesville. Like, Amari Bernie's on his fifth year in Gainesville. Like, these guys, for years, were not coached to properly play the run. So I think that's something where it, it's great to see them put that emphasis on it. Uh, defensive line, there's nothing really impactful to take away. Um I mean, I know I've seen them do a bunch of drills against like dummies, which is it's might as well be me out there at that point. Um, so I, I think that defense is really hard to evaluate during this time, but you gotta kind of just take note take note of what they're focusing on, who is playing more frequently. Um, 
It's going to be interesting. I, I think the Kamari Wilson, Devin Moore running with the ones right now is, is very intriguing because I don't think Kamari Wilson is going to be a starter. Um, I, I don't think that happens with Trey Dean and Rashad Torrance a second there. I think you've got two proven guys where it's like, well, they're going to do their job. Um, and Devin Moore, I also don't think will be a starter. I will stick by my point where I think the starting outside corners on on September 3rd are going to be Jason Marshall Jr. and Avery Helm. Um, but it's interesting to see if Devin Moore is going to rotate in with either of them or if he's going to play. I mean, a star role might be eyed for him. Kamari Wilson maybe could even play a star role too. I think that position should be open, if we're being honest. I think that should be an open competition right now. Um, I think a lot of pos- positions are, but I think star is one of those where it's like, Last year wasn't great. Let, let, let's get mixy with it there. So maybe there's that. But we're about to take a look at the injuries and how that can impact this team. Uh, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. With the early injuries that have been happening with Florida Gators, either from the spring or now. I mean, tight end room got decimated by injuries. Nick Elkson has dealt with an injury in the spring. Uh, Jonathan Odom got injured in the spring, which it, I don't believe he's cleared for contact yet. But he was, he's been at practice, and he was working out with his arm out of the sling, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was running routes in yesterday's practice. So Jonathan Odom seems to be back on the up and up after uh, getting surgery on a torn labrum this spring. Um, Nick Elksmiss was, yes, injured this spring, but he's back doing everything. Hayden Hansen missed Sunday's practice, um, if I'm not mistaken. Missed Sunday's practice, but he was there yesterday participating fully, so maybe he just had something else where he couldn't be at practice for whatever reason on Sunday. Um, I'm not going to look into it super far. Maybe I'll ask him about it, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, harp on it at all. I don't think there's a need to do that. Um, but then looking at Jaden Hill, you know, cornerback, not clear, not cleared yet uh, from whatever injury he has. Uh, I know that speculation right now is just that it's still him rehabbing that ACL from last year. Uh, Billy Napier said he's out for a bit, and I believe the exact quote was he's out for the foreseeable future. So Jaden Hill, I mean, at this point, if you're if you're still being set, listed as out for the foreseeable future, uh, I think that puts your um, your your availability for September third in some serious doubt. Um, which I mean, even not even if he can play September third, even if he's cleared by September third. Will he be in playing shape and will he be ready to go? I don't think so. At this point, that's like something that's very concerning for me with Jaden Hill. I'm not going to lie to you there. Uh, Richard Garage off of the tackle had a lower body injury, but should be back soon. Um, hopefully this week we'll see him back. Safety Dakota Mitchell didn't participate in the first three practices, but returned to practice on Sunday. Trey Smack had a non-contact jersey on for the first three practices, but... He was back in a normal jersey on Sunday. But the the injury that I wanted to talk about more than anything else, which is not an injury that happened in fall camp, but happened before fall camp, and uh, and, and we're kind of seeing it still being worked through, is Naquan Wright. Uh, he's, been, he's been participating while recovering from an ankle injury. So I'd imagine he's going to be okay, um, and he'll be good for September 3rd. But I'd also imagine it's like, well, we need you to kind of work and learn this offense and kind of kind of grow with it with the rest of this team as well. So you're going to be working, but I'd imagine it's a rather light workload. Again, when we're watching, when, when we get these, uh, the, the media availability, when media availability is there and we can get these notes and we can get everything, um, 
there's not much to really see. Like they go out for uh, pass routes, they go out for they're running routes, they're doing these things, but we're not seeing you know a, a scrimmage or anything like that. So we don't know fully uh, how much he's allowed to participate. It's also only 14 minutes, which is a, a fraction of the practice time. So you don't really get to see a ton of details. Um, but yeah, I'd imagine Naquan Wright right now is just being given a work a light workload, even when practice is fully underway and closed to media. Um, but I'm interested to see, like, I wish we could see right now what a full practice looks like and see, you know, who's taking the most snaps and who's taking the most reps as at running back one, who, who's doing what in what situation, you know, on, on the goal line, who it is, who is it, uh, when you're backed up into your own end zone, who is it that's taking over most of the snaps? And, and I'm just curious to see, you know, is Naquan going in motion from the slot into the slot, out of the slot, whatever it might be. Is anybody doing that? I want to know who. I want to know the intricacies and the nerdiest things about this offense and about this football team. But for now, we don't know them. But again, it's only been a week of fall camp, so things could open up. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about your Florida Gators, and we're talking about recruiting with John Garcia from Sports Illustrated. So. Make sure you're here for that one. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Cordy of Sports 790, who, by the way, had more listens than Adam Schefter last week. So there's that. Take that, Shefty. Um, like I've been saying, get the best coverage on the best conference with the best university involved, the University of Florida, with Lockdown SEC for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryFSI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.